Good evening. I'm Paul Drienzo with these headlines. A temporary ceasefire in Israel's war on Gaza was extended another day to allow the exchange of more hostages held by Hamas in return for Palestinians held in Israel's jails. There are still about 160 hostages being held in Gaza. 48 days of bombing by Israel had turned 60% of northern Gaza into a sea of rubble, with more than 15,000 dead, thousands more missing, tens of thousands injured. Most of the victims are children. Israel has warned it plans to resume hostilities at any time. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken attended a meeting of Israel's war cabinet in Jerusalem today. Speaking after the meeting, Blinken says Israel must change the way it operates as the next phase of the war begins. It must put in place humanitarian civilian protection plans that minimize further casualties of innocent Palestinians, including by clearly and precisely designating areas and places in southern and central Gaza where they can be safe. And it means giving civilians who have been displaced to southern Gaza the choice to return to the north. Blinken added refugees from North Gaza must eventually be allowed to return home. We discussed the details of Israel's ongoing planning, and I underscored the imperative to the United States that the massive loss of civilian life and displacement of the scale that we saw in northern Gaza not be repeated in the south. Intent matters, but so does the result. In a leaked transcript of the meeting published in the Times of Israel, Israel's defense minister says his country is united behind destroying Hamas. But Blinken replied, I don't think you have the credit for that. And the war in the Middle East played out on Capitol Hill Thursday. Representative Rashida Tlaib spoke next to a photograph of three Palestinian students shot in Burlington, Vermont last week in a suspected hate crime. Tlaib condemned the constant dehumanization of Palestinians by elected officials and read from a letter from one of the wounded students. Any attack like this horrific, be it here or in Palestine. That's why when you say your wishes and light your candles today, your, your mind should not just be focused on me as an individual, but rather as a proud member of a people being oppressed. When I talk about Hisham, Kinan, and Sassin, Mr. Chair, I think of my two Palestinian boys living right here in the United States. And in the Western Hemisphere, there are more rumors of possible war between neighbors Venezuela and Guyana. The South American countries have competing claims to an oil and gas rich region known as Esquiba. Venezuela is holding a referendum to assert rights to the region, and Guyana has requested the International Court of Justice call off the vote. Guyana's president is Irfan Ali. We believe that based on our arguments that the court will issue very strong measures against the questions of annexation and issuing of ID cards and all this reckless nonsense by Venezuela. Brazil says it's mobilizing its forces in the event fighting breaks out along its northern border. In more national news, facing impeachment and removal from the House of Representatives, New York Representative George Santos isn't leaving without a showdown. Today, he used an incident where fellow New Yorker Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm to block a vote to call for the Democrats' ouster. Be it resolved that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2 of the Constitution of the United States, Representative Jamal Bowman be hereby is expelled from the House of Representatives. Santos compared Bowman's action to the January 6 rioters, claiming, I think that's consistency. And in local news, more than 200 residents of Nostrand Houses in Sheepshead Bay are voting on whether the NYCHA development should join the Preservation Trust. It's a state-created entity that allows NYCHA's government funding to be placed in more lucrative and risky Wall Street investments. NYCHA activist Ramona Ferreira says the move could saddle tenants with increased costs and fewer protections from market swings. 
while tenants would still have their rent locked at 30% of their gross income, as a private management company, the trust is able to add on amenity costs. They could turn the maintenance of the grounds into an amenity. They could turn on charges for hot water and heat and electricity. And when you look at 50% of our community being seniors, they can't really afford that. Ferreira says tenants could also lose their governing boards and other federally funded programs. Programs that are fully funded by Congress also go away because according to HUD, public housing is only public housing when it is managed by a housing authority under Section 9 funding. Mayor Eric Adams strongly supports the plan, saying the 10-day vote is an opportunity for residents to decide their destiny. Paul DiRienzo, New York.